Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey guys, this is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best advice. It's Monday, May 7th. I'm Chris Hardy. Today we're going to be talking about how Airbnb is fucking over New York's most vulnerable neighborhoods. It was a really enlightening interview for me. I hope you take something away from it as well. So it turns out that Airbnb is really bad for the housing market. I didn't know this. I've actually rented out a room on Airbnb just to make rent for a while. But it turns out it causes a lot of problems. And these problems are starting to get worse. So with gentrification already rapidly displacing lower-income families, Airbnb adds another stressor to what's going on. In neighborhoods like Harlem and bed which are largely comprised of Black and Latino residents here in New York, this can threaten entire communities. In recent years, more tourists have started staying in these neighborhoods because they're cheaper. But not only do tourists upend the cost of rent itself, they also change the spending patterns in the neighborhood. So we're asking some pretty important questions in this episode. But I think the most important one is, is there a way for Airbnb to coexist with the New York housing market? Today we've got Vice's Sophie Cases, one of my personal faves, speaking with journalist Ankita Rao on the story. Hey, Ankita. Hey, Sophie. So you spoke to a researcher at McGill University. His name is David Walksmith. And you guys talked about the effects of Airbnb on the New York housing market. What did he say? So David Walksmith has actually been following the impact of Airbnb on different cities, especially New York, for years. And obviously Airbnb is still relatively new, so a lot of this impact isn't fully measured. But what he found was that not only does Airbnb sort of hike up housing prices in the city by taking viable housing off the market, but it's also affecting some of the more vulnerable and low-income neighborhoods now that its reach has gone past the sort of heavy tourist high-income areas and into the outer boroughs. Right. You explained that In the past, the majority of Airbnb rentals were in places like Midtown Manhattan or the West Village, but now tourists are opting in for neighborhoods further from the city center that are cheaper, like Bed-Stuy and Harlem. Those are two that you mentioned in your article. And these neighborhoods are primarily comprised of black and brown residents and their neighborhoods that are already experiencing rapid gentrification. So what are the specific effects on these neighborhoods that Airbnb is having? Airbnb reaching these kind of neighborhoods is kind of disastrous because these are neighborhoods that already struggle with basic infrastructure. Rent prices are very volatile. A lot of people get easily evicted when landlords just decide to turn over their homes. So they're already unstable to begin with. When something like Airbnb comes in for a landlord or some sort of corporate landlord company to see, you know, several housing units available. And instead of trying to make things work with local residents, they can just easily have this kind of mini hotel and make more money. 
So in these neighborhoods, what we're seeing is people who are already struggling to keep rent-controlled apartments and have access to different things in their community are now being pushed out for another reason. And it's not only that, but when tourists come in, they don't do the same things that a local resident does. You know, they don't invest in the same places. They shop differently. They spend money differently. So you're seeing cheap grocery stores replaced by fancy grocery stores or local bars suddenly, you know, hike up their prices. So this just pervades every community. And when a community is already vulnerable, it can get pretty contentious. And New York, in particular, has an interesting history of trying to kind of crack down and legislate on short-term rentals going back about 100 years ago. Can you talk about some of the laws that have been passed and whether or not rentals like Airbnb are actually illegal? Yeah. So as astronomical as New York renting prices are, this is a city that has actually regulated housing prices a lot more than other cities. And for the last century has tried to make sure that short-term rentals don't become a problem because that means there's always this like influx of people moving in and out of buildings. And so New York has had different policies in place over the years, but in the last few years, because of services like Airbnb has cracked down even more and said that you can't rent out a place for less than 30 days and that the goal is to keep communities and buildings sort of having more stable residents. That law was in 2016. Is that law being enforced? In the past couple of years, yes. Um, The state and the city have put more money and has invested more in the enforcement of this. By now, a couple of thousand rentals have been shut down, basically. But it's still a drop in the bucket compared to how common and how easy it is to rent something on Airbnb. There's also an issue of taxes here. And you kind of talk about a slight loophole that short-term rentals like Airbnb create. What's the deal with that? So Airbnb hosts and uh, homeowners don't always pay full income taxes on the money they get. There's different tax codes that allow for a little bit of gray area. And one of them says that if you rent out your home for less than 14 days, you don't need to pay taxes on that. And depending on how people configure those days and those numbers, they can get away with a lot. Gotcha. I want to go back to something you said earlier, which is that a lot of Airbnb units are being rented out by large enterprises rather than individual homeowners. Why is that a problem? So it's kind of the distribution of wealth problem here because Airbnb has positioned itself as a way for homeowners to make extra money, to support themselves, to make rent. It's part of the gig economy. But then what we have in New York is that a lot of the rentals are actually all owned by just a few people. So people that own a bunch of different units across the city are running full-time Airbnbs rather than people sharing their homes. And again, this takes viable housing off the market. So demand is higher, prices are higher. And that's where the big problem is. Now, I talked to Airbnb in their response to my article, and they actually said that in the past couple of years, they have recognized this problem and they've started this policy where they try to focus on home sharing. So they're trying to rectify this too, according to the company, and they're starting to work with the New York City government to enforce the same sort of laws and and try to promote home sharing versus renting out entire homes. 
All right. So to kind of wrap this interview up, I want to ask the main question that I think your article poses, which is, is there a way for Airbnb to coexist with the New York housing market? And what do the researchers who you talk to say about this? David Walksmith says that home sharing, having people who just kind of when you leave on the weekends, Airbnb your house, or if you have an extra room, Airbnb your house, he says that's pretty safe because that's not necessarily going to displace anyone. That's not necessarily going to take houses off the market in a crazy economy as it is. And so those are kind of low impact ways that people can actually support themselves and do that. And I think Airbnb is now attempting to sort of follow that philosophy too, most likely because they've seen a lot of this backlash and they're probably struggling to work with New York regulations otherwise. But at the end of the day, even with that, I think that any host or any homeowner has to be extremely conscious about who they're bringing into their neighborhoods because regardless of who you are, if you're bringing strangers into a neighborhood, it will impact the local spaces and public spaces and the community. And so I think that one of the sort of unspoken things here is not necessarily like limiting who comes in to your backyard, but paying attention to the culture of your neighborhood. Awesome. Thanks, Ankita. Thanks. To read Ankita's full story, go to motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again on Wednesday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 